Good evening. Oh, thank you for preempting. Somebody pays attention. Uh, good evening. We're learning Maseches Tainis Daf Yerches. We are uh, three lines from the bottom of the page on Yitzayin of base, and we will be going to the end of the parak Emir Tzeshem. We'll stop there tomorrow night. We'll get a clean start with a new parak. So Emir Tzeshem will be finishing the second parak. Um, and if you look back up about 10 lines higher, uh, really right as the Gemara gets very wide on Yudzayin and Bez, you'll see there the Gemara that we learned that was quoted in Megillus Tainus. It's a, a brysa. And there we spoke about a number of features um, of days up, upon which it would not be appropriate to be masbid. The days have a, a yontif element to them, even though they're not yomim tovim. So what we're going to do today is analyze two of those, uh, two of the remaining sugyas to analyze. That's where we are, three lines from the bottom. Amar Mar, we had said in this soset, in this brisa, excuse me, we had said in this brisa in regards to Megillas Tainus the following. We had said mitmanya be. From the eighth of the month of Nisan, as Sof Moada, until the end of Pesach, so from the eighth until the twenty-second, we were trying to set the day of when Shavuos would be, um, and therefore on those days, Delola Misbed, we're not going to have any Hespedim uh, uh, during that time. Of course, as we know, uh, this was a big machlokas between the Prushim and the Tzdukim in the times of the Beis HaMikdash, because Mimacharas HaShabbos, what does that mean? Does Mimacharas HaShabbos mean after Yantiv? Does it mean after the first day of Yantiv? Does it mean on a Sunday, Dafka, because after Shabbos, what a Shabbos mean? So big machlokas, and they may made a celebration when they won the victory to say that these days are a shtickle Yantiv, and there's no Hespedim, and there's no time it's because we beat the we beat the stukim. So says the Gemara. I don't understand. Lama liad sof moed. Why do I need to say until the end of the moed? After all, the moed itself would prevent uh, the the likelihood, prevent the possibility of fasting, and it would prevent the possibility of a hespid. So I don't understand. Why did it have to say until the end of the moed? Lema. Ad hamoid, just the up to the moed. Umoed gufe yom tov Then the yontif itself of Pesach. That alone would preclude uh, any hespedim and any fast days. So says the Gemara, Amar Rav Papa. Rav Papa says, Kid Amar Rav. Like we had seen yesterday with the answer of Rav, about 10 lines from the bottom. What did he say? In the case he was referring to, he was, we learned yesterday, Lo as we turned to the top of Yerches Medalat Elolas or Yom Shalafanov. In a previous context, he said that we needed to mention a certain date, a Rosh Chodesh date, to teach us that the day before was also restricted. Uh, and contraindicated from having hespedim and ta'anesim. Hachanami, here too, in this case, the reason why we included moed, why we said in Megillus Tainus that the dates of restriction of moed and Tainus are from the eighth of the month until the end of the moed was so that the day after Pesach was also included in the prohibition of not saying uh, a hespid and not saying uh, and not fasting that day. So it says the Gemara Kiman, who is that Shita like? Whose Shita is it that says that after the days uh, that, we, that, the, that are restricted in Megillus Tainus, the next day is also problematic? That says the Gemara is Kerib Yossi. What does Rabbi Yossi say? De Amar, he says, Bain Lefun of Bain Laachrav Aser. He says that after and before. Uh, any date listed in Megillus Tainus would be restricted in Tainus and would be restricted in Hesped. So says the Gemara, Ihachi, if that's true, then let's go back to the case we spoke about yesterday in regards to the Rosh Chodesh case. And if we were to look back up in the Rosh Chodesh case, you can look at that three lines into the wide lines on Yudzayin and Mitbez, where it says, that during those eight days, those were the days where we were kind of setting the halachic um, details of the Korban Tamid into place 
wonderful day, says Megillus Tainus, and therefore we are uh, we're going to restrict ourselves from Tainus and from Hespit. So says the Gemara, if that's true, then nami, my area to have a yoma de yoma tamida. Well, I don't have to worry so much about mentioning Rosh Chodesh so that I can include the 29th of Adar in the restrictions of Hespit and Tainus. I should have said that it's after the 28th day. Why? What happened on the 28th day that's so magical? So says the Gemara, something special happened on the 28th day. Detanya, six, seven lines down, the Brysa writes, Detanya, on the 28th day of the month of Adar. Asas besurta tavsa, there was good news that came about for the Jews, to lo that the Jews did not have to stop learning. Shepamachas, of the many times where it happened, nigzeragzeira, there was a decree against the Jewish people. What was the decree? Al Yisrael, shelo yasku shabasos. Got to have business insurance, you know. Let's say that somebody says you can't do brisim anymore. Well, that's part of my parnasa. You call the insurance company. Listen, there's been a ban. People have tried this, by the way. San Francisco many years ago tried to do a ban. Germany tried to do a ban. The Jews and the Muslims banded together. So you got a people who are trying to. Okay, so that's what the Gemara says. There was this gzera where they were not allowed to learn Torah. They were not allowed to perform brismila, and they were obligated to be mechal shabbos. So Ma'asa Yehuda ben Shamu What did Yehuda ben Shamua and Chaver of the leaders at the time? What did they do to try to alleviate this gzera? To try to remove the gzera? So says the Gemara, and we've seen this once prior in Shas. I think in this Masechta, if not here, then somewhere relatively recent. They went to go get advice. Mimatronisa Achas, one uh, one noble woman from within the. Uh, within the Roman community, that all of the Roman generals would ask advice from her. And she said to them, I know the answer to your problems. Go uh, get the picket. Go get the picket lines. You're going you're gonna to hold up the signs and say, we want to circumcise our kids. We want to keep Shabbos. We want to learn Torah. That's what we should be doing. So they listened to her. They listened to this matronisa, this noble woman, quarter of the way down. And um, what did they do? They went and they were, they made a hafkana. They made a, they made a little, uh, no, what's the English word for it? I just wrote a protest. Thank you very much. Wow. Long day. Amru, what was the, in the protest? By the heavens. Are we not brothers? What is this talking about? Because Rome is a descendant of Esav, and we are a descendant of Yaakov. They said, aren't we, aren't we cousins? Aren't we from brothers? Don't we have the same exact father? Yes, we do. Don't we have the same mother? How did you pick us out of the hat to be the one to get all of the difficult gzeros? And they listened. Wow, that wouldn't happen today. <laughs> if something's going wrong today, you don't just say, ah, we're brothers. That doesn't work. Doesn't work. They listened they, and they nullified this triple gzera of no Talmud Torah, no Brismila, and no Shabbos. But also, Hayom, that day was the 28th of, 28th of Adar and Asa'uhu Yom Tov. And they made it into a holiday. So back to what, what our question was. Why is it that in the Brisa on the previous, Amr of Yudzayin and Bez, why did we have to say that Rosh Chodesh was mentioned just to include the 29th? It's not correct. We should have just left it alone. We should have not said Rosh Chodesh in the Brisa. We should have started on the second of the month because the 29th would have already been restricted from fasting and from Hespedim because the 28th was the day that the Romans undid this Gzera. And therefore, the 29th would anyways be a day that's restricted in Tainus and Hespedim. So Amar Abaye, third of the way down, Lo Nitzrach, 
Very simple answer. Yeah, of course, what you're saying could be true. But what happens if it's not a month of 29 days? So then what we need is we need it to be Rosh Chodesh is a day that's mentioned in Megillus Tainus, so that the day before, in a, if, if the month earlier is Mu'ubar, then the 30th of the month is going to be a day of restriction of Tainus and a day of restriction uh, of, of Hespedin. And the 28th is going to be the day of uh, celebrating the fact that the Romans canceled out this Zera. And the 29th will still be restricted. So the reason why the Bryce had to mention Rosh Chodesh was to ensure that had it been a month that was Me'ubar, that the 30th month was also going to be categorized as a day of restriction of Tainus and Hespeda. But Ravashi gives a different answer. Ravashi, Yomar, it doesn't matter. It, no matter what we would have said uh, that this is the case, even without coming up with the answer that we're concerned about a day that has 30 months because what's his answer any day that is the after day so let's say that the 28th of the month was the day where the jews were celebrating the um the the repeal of this rule so the day after is betinus usher on the 29th you're not allowed to fast However, the Hesped Mutter, you are allowed to be Masped. So that's where the Gemara kicks in. It says, Vizeh Hol Mutal Bain Shneyamim. This day uh, of the 29th, because it's Mutal Bain Shneyamim Tovim, it's between the 29th of the month, which is restricted because of Rosh Chodesh. And I should say that I should say Rosh Chodesh is one. And then the 28th of the month that's restricted because of Megillus Tainus and the repeal of this uh, of this terrible Xera for the Jews. So therefore, the 29th, which is right in the middle of those bookends, was treated like a Yantav. And it was doubly going to be Asr, not only in Tainus, but in, uh, in Hesped as well. Omar Mar, what was the next section of the Brisa? We had said that from Rosh Chodesh until the 8th of the month, it was problematic. And now we, we, we'll analyze this line already once, but we're going to do it yet again. Omar Mar, what did we say in the, in the Brisa from Megillus Tainus? The Brisa reads, from the 8th of the month of Nisan, till the end of the holiday, till the end of Pesach, because we were fighting with all of the, um, uh, because we were fighting with all the tzedukim to figure out when exactly uh, Shavuos should be, because it's measured, it's Chamishim Yom after Mimachar Asayom. So how do we figure all that out? So we made that day into a celebratory day. But says the Gemara, I don't understand. If you notice in the Brisa in Megillus Tainus, it, it says the day eight twice. It says from Rosh Chodesh to the eighth day. And then it says, from the eighth day until a- after the Chag, but you just included the eighth day twice. So it says the Gemara, I don't understand. Why is it that when we say from day eight to the end of Chag, why did we have to mention the eighth? Just we should say that the ninth is going to be problematic. And the eighth day is still problematic because of the ratio of the Brisa, which already included the eighth day, because that was one of the days in which they were uh, installing this new world of, uh, of Korbanos. So answers the Gemara, that's not a good question. Since had it been that there was some reason that we needed needed to fast during the first seven days of the month of Nisan. And therefore, the Gemara teaches us that all of those days would then have lost their status of Yantip as it relates to, um, as it relates to Megillus Tainus. So therefore, Tmanya Gufe Aser, 
the eighth day would, would then still be Yasser because the Havalei Yomakama de Itos of Bechaga de Shvu'aya, that eighth day would still have been problematic. And that's what we're trying to hold on to that eighth day, being restricted in fast day and in Hespedim. And that would still be the case because it was included in the second list. So says the Gemara, Hashtag the Asis But once we see this idea, it also helps us to understand something that we've learned that Esrim Ritisha Nami, that when it comes to the 29th of the month of Adar, that day that's post 28, post the day where there was a repeal of the Xera. So, Kevan de Ilu Mikla Milsa, had there been some type of scenario where we wouldn't we where we would be forced to fast on the 28th, even though the day is listed in uh Megillah's Tainus, but there are some things that override it. Esther Matisha Gufe we would still be able to say that the 29th is not allowed, that there you're not allowed to fast and not allowed to be mass, but even if the 28th is overridden, the, the actual uh, restriction that was put into place in Megillus Tainus that the 28th should be a holiday-esque type of day that will be overridden. To have a lay, because that then would make it be the case that Yoma de Mikame Yoma de Dito come to me. So just another way to verify the fact that the 29th of Adar should always be a day no matter what the circumstances are, almost no matter what, with only one real exception, which is that if we really had to push that day into fast days, we would, but otherwise we'd say that the 29th is included. And that brings us to a halachic shayla of how do we paskin. So itmar, rebchia bar asi amar, so this takes us uh, back to the Bryce that we were back to the Mishnah that we learned uh, a while ago. And we have to figure out how we paskin. Do we say, like Rabbi Yossi, that we always assume that the day before and the day after something listed in Megillus Tainus is going to be restricted like the day of the, the holiday? Or like Rabbi Meir, no, we're not going to. So says the Gemara that Rabbi uh, Barasi holds like Rabbi Yossi, who Shmuel Amar Halacha and Shmuel says, no, we don't paskin like that. We paskin like Rav Meir. Says the Gemara, Shmuel can't possibly say that we hold like Rav Meir. writes, Rav Shimon ben Gamliel Omer, why is it that in the Brisa that we've been focusing on about Megillus Tainus that it says Behon twice? And if you flip back to the first long line on Yudzayinam Abayz, you'll see where it says Behon twice. It's right at the beginning of the Brisa, Tana Rabban, and it says over there in Yudzayinam Abayz at the first long line, Why does it say that language twice? Back to the first long line on Yudchesim Aleph, very well placed for making cross references. So says the Gemara. So the Gemara says, in the name of Rav Shimon ben Gamliel in the Brisa, the reason why the Brisa, which is referring to the world of Megillus Tainus, says Behon twice is Lomar Surin that the days themselves are problematic. That those days afterwards are mutter. And Shmuel, on that brisa, where we were trying to figure out why it said Behon twice, we, he said that he paskins like Rav Shimon ben Gamliel. So that means we have a contradiction, because in the brisa we just learned, it says he paskins like Rav Shimon ben Gamliel. Yet three lines before the wide lines on Yudchah Samad Aleph, it says that Shmuel holds like Rav Meir. And Rav Meir did not say that both days are going to be problematic the day before and the day after. So how do we answer this seeming contradiction in how Shmuel holds as to whether or not he holds like Rav Meir, who's more strict, 
or Reb Shimon ben Gamliel who's more lenient? So the Gemara says a very unique answer. And the Gemara says that the first long line, six lines from the bottom, Yilches Meralef, Meikara, Savar, he held that Kevan de Leka Tana de Mekel Kerebi Meir, since there was no Tana that was as lenient as Reb Meir, Omar Halacha Kerebi Meir. Shmuel wanted to be a Mekel in this case. He wanted to say that Megillus Tainus is enough. We don't need to add the day before and the day after. We, don't, we certainly don't pass him like Reb Yossi. And Reb Meir, who only restricts one of those days before or after, okay, what can I do? I'll hold like him. But Kevan de Shame, then he heard the Brisa later, because remember, they didn't learn things the way we have it all laid out, they didn't have this. So he didn't necessarily know the Brysa. Shmuel was a very, very early Amora. So he didn't know the Brysa to be able to say, oh, there's Rashbag, I had no idea. So it says the Gemara, four lines, five lines from the bottom, cave in the Shame, the Rabban Gamliel, to make El Once Shmuel heard the opinion of Reb Shimon ben Gamliel, who was still more lenient, so then Omar Halacha ki Reb Shimon ben Gamliel. Then he said, no, the Halacha is like Reb Shimon ben Gamliel, so it's not really a stira. And similarly, we have uh, other shitas to speak about in this regard. Omar Bali, that's a person's name. Omar Bali, Omar Abchia, Bar Abba, Omar Rabbi Yochanan. So Bali must have been a second, third century Amora because he learned from Rabchia, who uh, learned from Rabbi Yochanan. And he said that the halacha is Kirib Yossi. So oh, we hold like Rabbi Yossi. And remember, Rabbi Yossi, she says, we started the day today at the top of the page. Rabbi Yossi is of the opinion that any day that's listed in Megillus Tainus as a day that we should not have a fast day and not have any hespedim. So Rabbi Yossi was of the opinion that the day prior and the day post was also equally restricted. So it says the Gemara, three lines from the bottom, Amar Le Rabchia Lebali. Asber Allah, I'm going to explain the, explain my shita to you. Ki Amar Reb Yochanan halacha ki Reb Yosi. When Reb Yosi, when Reb Yochanan said that the halacha is like Reb Yosi, adelo lihis ano. He was only talking about fasting, but seemingly not his paidim. Says the Gemara that cannot be the case. That Reb Yochanan holds that way. Umi Amar Reb Yochanan hachi was Reb Yochanan really of the opinion that we paskin like Reb Yosi that the day before and the day after is only restricted in fasting, but not necessarily in hespedim. Let's see why that's not very likely. The Ha'amar last line of Yudchesem and Aleph. Ha'amar Reb Yochanan halacha kistamish. This is a multi-layered explanation of Reb Yochanan's shita, which will only in many lines understand what the question is. So step one, Reb Yochanan, as we know, holds that halacha is kistamishna, and we had a stam Mishnah, but it's not. What did the Mishnah say? That in regards to the reading of the Megillah, that that even though one is allowed to read the Megillah early, but not late, top of Yerches, it's permissible on that day to, uh, to have a Hesped and to have a Tainus. So, okay, we don't have enough information yet. That's a stam Mishnah. And then let's analyze. Amos, when is this the case scenario where you're able to read the Megillah and at the same time that you're reading the Megillah, the day is not yet sanctified enough that we're therefore allowed to fast. So when is that? So if you want to say that it's people who really are day, day 15 people, as the Mishnah Masechus Megillah indicates early on in the Masechta, and they're reading it on the 14th, that can't be. Would you then say that on the 14th when they're reading it, like the like the Stam Mishnah says, that it's mutter to be maspid, and it's mutter for there to be a tainus. How can it be? We learned in Megillah's Tainus that Yom Arba Asarbo, Yom Chamisha Asarbo, Yom Puraya Inun, Delol Mispid Bahon. That on that day, on the 14th, <clears throat> that no one is allowed to fast and no one is allowed to give a Hespid. They were not allowed to have a hesped on that day. But Omar Rava, what does Rava say? You're right. These two days, the 14th and the 15th, these days, they they uh, they 
cross halachos with one another. So how does it, what does that mean? It means the halachos apply across the boards. So if that's true, that when we had a Stam Mishnah that says that there is a case scenario where one could read Megillah, and on the day that they're reading Megillah, it's mutter for there to be a tainus and as, but it can't be the 14th, because the 14th and the 15th have the same halachos, that is, that it's not allowed. The Ella says the Gemara maybe six lines down on Yilchesimah, maybe we should say that it's been a Arbesar, it's people who lived in a city that was a day when really Purim should be on the 14th, the Kakari Labitzlesar, and maybe they're reading it on the 13th, and maybe the 13th is a day when we should say that you're allowed to have a tainus, and when you're allowed to have a hesbit, says the Gemara, that's impossible. Yom Nikanorhu, this is Nikanor's day. I'm going to say now, and with clarity, this Nikanor is not the same one that we celebrate in the Beis HaMikdash. This was not a, a tzaddik, this was a Russia. And we'll soon see in the Gemara who he is. But either way, it could not be that that day was the day where it was Motor Behesperu Betainis, because that day, the 13th of Adar, was the day that we celebrated Nikanor. And because it's included in Megillah's Tainis, by definition, that day was restricted from Tainis and Hesped, and it can't therefore be what matches with the Stam Mishnah, because the Stam Mishnah that we see the last three words of at the top of the page here, where it says Mutarm Behesped Vitainis, that can't be the 13th, because that was that was Yom Nikanor. The Ella, maybe we should say two lines before the wide lines that yes, it is our base, our B'nai, our base, our, it's people who live in a city where Purim should be on the 14th, the Kakari Labitresar, and they're reading on the 13th, that that that, that can't be either, because Yom Turaino, I said, uh, uh, I made a mistake above, sorry, uh, and let me just go back a drop, sorry. Be'ela b'nei arbesar, if you're uh, someone who lives in a city where there's a 14th day of Purim, that's really when Purim should be. The kakarila be, oh, sorry, I did not make a mistake, sorry. Here we are, two lines before the wide lines. Be'ela b'nei arbesar v'kakarila betresar, let's say that Purim was on the 14th and you're reading on the 12th. Uh, so maybe on the 12th is a day that we would have no tainus and we would have no hespit, says the Gemara, not possible. Yom Turainusu, that was the day that we're going to learn about these people. It's not just random names. That was the day of Turainus. That's listed in Megillus Tainus as a day when one is not allowed to be maspit and not allowed to have a tainus. So Elulav, we, we have no way to understand our Mishnah as of yet. What is the Stam Mishnah? What is the Stam Mishnah that says that it's mutter to be uh, Masbid and Fertinus on the day that you read Megillah. El Alav says the Gemara, last short line, you're reading on the 11th, the Katani Mutter Behesvid of And if we see that that's true, so then that's Akashia on Rav Yochanan. Because if Rav Yochanan said, that he holds like Rav Yossi, as he did on the bottom, and he says it was only true by a fast day, that's not true, because we see over here that he holds that it's uh, that it's usher both for a fast day and for tainus. So the Gemara answers, lo, that's not correct. Really, the right way to understand the Stam Mishnah is as follows. Lo, b'nei arba'asar, really there are people who live in a, a city of Purim on the 14th day. The kakaru betresar, and they're reading on the 12th. Aye, we had said that day is the Yom Turainus, that's a day in Megillus Tainus, that one is not allowed <clears throat> That one is not allowed to have a tainus or a hespit because that was the day of Turinus. So the Ka'amras Yom Turinusu says the Gemara, don't worry, that day was nullified and and uh, and removed from Megillah's tainus. Yom Turinus Gufe, Betule Batluhu, Hol Veneher Gubo, Shemaya, Beachya Echab. That day could no longer be a day without tainus and without hespit because something awful happened on that day that Shemaya and his uh, and Achya, his brother, were killed. 
Take a look at Rashi. This is pretty rare. Rashi is uh, halfway down the page, almost exactly halfway down in the Rashis. They were uh, they were pious people. We don't know who they are. It wasn't the story that he's referencing here. And according to Rashi, we don't know who these people are. However, they were people for whom it was deemed chashuv enough to have a day uh, that was added to Megillus Tainus, where we trumped the Yom Trinus, that 12th day of Adar, which initially was a day of no Hesped. We had to repeal that. And therefore, the 12th is a viable day upon which one can read the Megillah and still be able to fast and have Hespedim. And that is what the Stam Mishnah is talking about. Kiha de Rav Nachman. This is similar to Rav Nachman. He was Gazar Ta'anesa He instituted that there should be a fast on the 12th. Something was going on in Klai Yisrael, so he instituted a fast. Amr le Rabbanan, you can't do that. What about Megillah's Tainus? Yom Trinusu. So that's when the Gemara tells us, Amr le Yom Trinus Gufe Betule Batuluhu. That day was revoked and repealed from Megillah's Tainus. Ho'el v'neher gubo shemaya v'achyo echa, because they were killed. Says the Gemara, I don't understand. That day should anyways be restricted. If you hold like Rav Yossi, then you should be of the opinion that the day before anything that's inside Megillus Tainus should also be Aser Behesped of Tainus. Yet that's not true here because Yom Nikanor was the 13th. Yet everybody's talking about fasting on the 12th. Why didn't we say that day was restricted? So third of the way down on Yud Chesim at Beis, the Gemara says, a rhetorical, a rhetorical response. Look, something happened on the 12th of, of Adar. Initially, it was a good thing, and we'll learn about Trinus in a second. But because of what happened with Shmaya and Achia, his brother, we said we're repealing that. It's no longer the case, and the 12th of Adar is now fair game for fasting because something terrible happened on that day. So then the Gemara says what? You're going to repeal something from Megillus Tainus that restricted us initially from, uh, from fasting on the day of the 12th. You repealed it, so now we're able to fast. And then we're going to apply this extra Rabiosi rule that any day after, that's ridiculous. You just repealed it. Obviously, it needs to stay that way. And therefore, with a rhetorical question, the Gemara concludes this part of the sugya. But we need to learn a little bit of history about what we just learned. We said that on the 13th of the month of Adar, that was the day of Nikanor. And on the, th- on the 12th, it was Trinus. What was going on here? My Nikanor, my Turinus. Who were these people? The Tanya, the Brysa writes, Nikanor, Echad me'afarche yevanim haya. He was one of the, the, the governors of the Greeks. Every day, he would wave his hands over all of the people of Yehudim Yerushalayim. When will these Jews fall into my hands? And I will destroy them. This is this story. You like that? Come on. It doesn't get much better than that. Malchus Chashmonai mentioned on Daf Yudches, right here on the holy third night of Hanukkah, that when the, uh, the Chashmonaim took over and they, they beat this governor, they beat Nicanor, let's just say that they weren't so nice to him. They cut off his thumbs and his toes. They hung them, hanged, I don't know how we do this with toes instead of people. They, they hung them in the gates of Jerusalem. The Amru. This guy, Nikanor, who was speaking with a mouthful of gaiva, and he's waving his hands, oh, that yid, and that yid, no, no, they got to get rid of them. All of a sudden, Tasa Bohem Nekama. Kodesh Baruch Hu 
uh, that was the end of the line there. So he was killed and his toes and thumbs were, were hung up all over Yerushalayim. So that was the story there. And, and that, that victory took place um, on seemingly, I don't know how it worked out historically, but it seemingly took place. His, his death, his murder was on the 13th. So what does it mean? It doesn't mean that day. It means within, after the time that they took over, when he was no longer in reign. And obviously, because we're talking about Kafei Bekisev is now. So well, obviously it wasn't the same time. My Turinus halfway down the Brisa continues. Who is this Turinus about whom in Megillus Tinus it said, we should not be fasting and we should not <clears throat> be saying Hespedim. Amrum, he wanted to kill the two brothers of Lulinus and Papus, and they, they lived in Lulkia. And he says to them, If you're from the same nation, if you're from the same nation that they are, you, you guys should be saved just like they were. They were saved. Oh, you, you Jews, if you have an ace up your sleeve, you have the Abishter, you should be saved. They said back to the, the, uh, the two brothers, Linus and Papa said back to um, Trinus, they said back to him, they were righteous. And they, they deserved it. We don't. Not only that, Nebuchadnezzar, much as he was a Russia, Melachagunhaya, he checked off other boxes to be a reasonable king, even though he was a Russia Gomor and pillaged the Besa Mikdash. The Rawile Asos Nes Al Yado. The Oso Russia, you, my friend, are not such a good king, uh, Tarinus. Head yo to, you're just a regular guy. And if we're going to get killed, it's not because of you. It's because the Kaddish Baruch Hu deemed that we're supposed to get killed. And if you're not the one that kills us, don't worry. Hashem will find a way to punish us. We'll get killed one way or the other. You're not special. Could you imagine the feeling in the heart of Tyrannus when they're talking? They're completely undermining all of his authority. The Harbei Dovim, there's plenty of bears, Varios, there's lions, the Yeshtolamokumbo, and we get killed all the time. You think you're special that you get to kill a Jew? Welcome to the club and get in line. You're not doing anything special today. The only reason we're here is so that if you choose to kill us, that you'll get punished. And that's exactly what happened. Even with that foreshadowed warning, Hargan Miyad, he killed both of them. Amru, it is said, Lo Zazumisham, nobody left the room at Shabo. Do you play Merome until some officers of Rome showed up? Upatsu es mocho begizrin, and they crushed his head with basically with sticks they, until his brains were all over the place. That's what the Gemara says. So this story it was just a fascinating last moment tactic to uh, show the grandeur of a Kodesh Baruch Hu and his large plan and to show that this guy who caused the problem, it's not, he's a pawn. He's on a puppet string. This is much bigger than him. If he chooses to kill us, he's going to be killed because that's how Hashem runs the world. Even when they were on the, uh, it was the executioner's chair, even when they were sitting there, they knew that they were likely to die, but they still had this amuna to say, you think you're so chashuv. If you kill us, you're going to be killed because there's a, there's a, there's a, a system in place here. Hashem runs the world. And that's exactly what happened. 
We had also said in Gozrin Tainas Alatzibur Bitchila Bechamishi Bechule in Gozrin Tainas Baroshe Chodashim, we had said that on these days we don't establish fast. But what the Gemara doesn't add here in the two dots, though it should, is that if there already was a fast that was in motion, so then it can override some of those existing days where we should not be fasting. So says the Gemara, how much of a start is considered a fast? Is it one minute of fasting? Is it half a day of fasting? What does it take? So says the Gemara, it's three fasts, and only one. That is uh, all in regards to the Shita of Rabban Gamliel. However, he says, no, no, you fast when you're supposed to fast, but Mashlim, you should make it up by fasting again. You should not undo the fast. No matter what, you should fast, seemingly against the previous approach of our Mishnah. And lastly, to conclude the day, Yudchesem and Beis, right before the end of the parak, Darash Marzutra, Mishmeder of Huna, Halacha, Misane Umashlim, that if there's a fast that comes about, you should do so on those days. And then you should be Mashlim, you should make sure that you do another fast on the day when it's appropriate to fast to compensate for the fact that you fasted when you shouldn't. Hadran Allah Seder, Tainios Keita, Yuratan, we should come back to this stuff in seven and a half years. Wishing you all a beautiful night. Mm-hmm.